This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know What is poppin' everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast, and we are getting it poppin' today with an absolute fucking mixed game legend, Brandon Shaq Harris. What's poppin', baby? Dude, that, that's in, like you're really incredible behind the mic. Why, well, thanks, man. I'm trying. You know, I'm not here trying. We're just trying to keep things moving around here. I'm like, uh, just for reference, I'm like a foot and a half away from Conrad. So I got like the front row seat to the, the intro. It's really nice. Oh, <laughs> Remember, I need you have to, to feel threatened. I need to feel more threatened by the microphone. <laughs> that's, this is an optimal mic strat, just yeah. to feel maximum. You have maximally to have threatened a, without a taste you have to have threatening aura vibes <laughs> i just don't want yeah. steve to watch this episode and be distraught about the sound it's yes. true he's a forgiving man i, but I respect yeah. that yeah we got to get one thing right it's very apropos apropos what that, the fuck uh, did you just say apropos. appropriate oh thank you uh, thank that, you that you're the umbrella guy and it's the one fucking day of the year that it rains in vegas <laughs> i know <laughs> it's crazy parasols too yeah don't forget Landon's Landon took to the parasol right away, which right was away. he's already on advanced uh, <laughs> umbrella <laughs> umbrella strat genre strat. Yeah, yeah very yeah. fucking poppins over there. <laughs> I'm, yeah, Listen, I'm man, very unsurprised. I look fucking great with this parasol. Yeah, you do. You look yeah. very very wholesome. Yeah, I am very wholesome. <clears> very wholesome. So it fits. What a shot that is. This is kind of classic Andin. I would say we've got. And like we got one and in with a, a parasol. I'm I'm going cat themed. I'm very cat themed. We yes. got the the wow. mop, you know. Like your so. catitude. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is very and in of us. This is very and in of us. This and and dirty. and like not at all organized in classic and in fashion. Right. Yeah, it just kind of comes to fruition. We're How very, did you two become friends? The internet has to be. Did, did he just like absorb you the way he absorbed all of us? I got it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Uh. This all started and, in the womb. He just consumed his fourth uh, sibling, and then he started doing the same in his social environment. You know, just showed up. Yeah, one I day. suppose so. I mean, I guess that's one. That's one scenario that I, I. That's like the only. That's the only difference between the two of us. I, I really, I think, besides your uh, lack of a skull cap and beautiful hair. Yeah, it's consumption of the fourth one. Yeah, I don't. So I learned of of Andin watching the joey streams mm. and um joey's really high energy uh and they're like seven hours deep into uh, what what were we what were they streaming it was the dnags dog heads up thank you and uh joey is like oh hello uh, and then's hit a hit a wall um <laughs> and, and joey's like come on baby you gotta lock in i'm ad-libbing here he's like you got you gotta lock in lock in. and it's just like what, was I not locked? Was, I not, he's like, come on, come on, come on, Landon. What, what, what are bluffs here? What are bluffs here? And Andon's just like, uh, really, his eyes are like glazed over and he's just like pure hit a wall and he's just uh, listing out ranges in a complete monotone. And uh, I started calling them like sad ranges because like Joey's getting like super tilted because he's really high energy and, and Landon's just like listing out combos like on his deathbed or whatever. <laughs> And I'm just like, I love this guy. It's so great. It was like so authentic. You know what I mean? 
Uh, Holy not, shit! Like, look at that hair. You both look ten yeah. years younger there, <laughs> right? Wow! What, is, what has happened to each of you over the last year and a half? Oh my god! Well, Joey has a mustache. That's what happened to him. Landon looks like <laughs> Landon looks like he's fourteen years old. It's true. Oh my god! Uh, he, like just such an authentic person, <laughs> and like didn't pander at all, and and I really liked it. So uh, I don't know. We just wound up hanging hanging out. Got a lot of mutual friends, and yeah. uh very so similar people from there uh he and i started messaging on twitter and then joey one of the first places i went with joey on the strip to get food and kind of do the introductional stuff when i first met him was go to sushi samba mm, at yeah. the venetian mm. or the palazzo uh, and then the first time that brandon and i ended up getting food was at sushi samba and every month we we're supposed to be going to sushi samba mm. we wanted to start that at the start of this year Wow, there's just like, I'm gonna imagine that this fly is a butterfly instead of an actual fly. The, but anyways, we're supposed to- Well played. Yeah. No, no one can see the fly. I know, only I could, but it was very, very tilting. Uh, and we were supposed to go to Sushi Samba once a month. Mm -hmm. It is October. We've gone once. This, this sounds right. like the origin story behind a married couple. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, he is my only, I, I think he might be my only dinner date for for the year and anyhow like he's yeah. still like is the league leader in dinner dates for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I was supposed to have two like in a random one-off this week mm -hmm. um uh one one a friend who was just in town and then another being like a belated birthday both canceled both Classic. wound up wound up playing wound up playing poker and got demolished right um, that's, that's how it works yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so should. fucking stupid of me i'm sorry i i didn't mean to like no, change the subject. oh wait you canceled oh, yeah. both you so no, I oh, didn't, okay, didn't okay. cancel either. Uh, there, last minute cancellations, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Puberty, we get Puberty. it. Yeah, this, yeah. Um, yeah didn't, didn't cancel either and, and jumped in a last minute session. It was, that was the first mistake of the trinity of mistakes. Right. But I'm not trying to go on this tangent yet. Sorry, let's go, go back <laughs> I to feel the like, uh, I feel like that's what happens when it gets to adult friendships is you have friends that go, hey, like, let's hang out. And it's like, yeah, that sounds great. And then six months go by and you still haven't actually talked to the person in real life. Yeah. I mean, that just happens in real life. Mm -hmm. That's how you know that you're real friends. Exactly. You talk to them again. <laughs> the, that's, this is like the really good filtration process is, is, under, is having friendships where like there's no obligation. Right. And mm -hmm. you just can't have people like guilting you because right, yeah. you're, not, you're not there. You can't make it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. being able to pick back up like whenever you see each other and just yeah. keep that same energy for lack of a better... Kind of phrase. Yeah. Uh, keep it like running. Keep it going. Thing. Yeah. Keep it Those are the people you need in your life. So for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I appreciate that you got out of the house. <laughs> I know you're not one to to leave those four walls that easily. Yeah, this is true. This Thanks. is a big step. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate you helping me with my. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. Leaving leaving for social reasons is just like the nut low. I mean, look at this place that he's made. Like, I know this wow. is your old apartment, but like. You're pretty good at this decorating thing. Oh, that's thing. the new one. Oh, that's the new one? Yeah, okay. this is the new one. Thank you. You're pretty Appreciate good it. at this decorating thing. It's um pretty sick. As nice. you can see, this next one, this is the old apartment, I believe. Yeah, that one was more, that was like higher was square footage, project. pretty epic. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Before we get into things, like you have to let us know, like what's, what's behind these umbrellas? Um, As I hold one here. Yeah, it was kind of uh, it was kind of a whim. I think the umbrella purchase, but it was funny because it came like uh, I went from being in pretty good financial shape, in spite of like 
always only having a very like a fractional piece of myself in my best years and then like classically this is all another way in which we're different is i don't know i guess we've both had our, our missteps i suppose but like this is classic and an irresponsibility yeah 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 <laughs> I, th I think you're on a better path than i am but uh i've stayed the course so um i uh I finally, after selling off, after only having what, like 35% of myself, like most of the time in, in my successful years, got close to hitting like seven figures um, and decided it would be smart to um, diversify, as they say, I suppose. Um, and so like when, you know, and my diversification process was just like, uh, uh, Various alts, I guess. Oh, very <laughs> various alts, yeah. yes. So we were yeah, on the gamble. Yeah, yeah. We were on the come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, like, I failed. Like, I, you couldn't possibly fail a crypto more than I failed. At the same time, had loans out to friends, invested in um, another friend's juice business. Uh, just kind of everything. The, the juice business didn't didn't do so well. Went under. Uh, the loans I kind of wrote had written off. I just had the money to handle them at the time yeah got um, a lot of those yeah uh and uh crypto just like shit the bed like consistently and i tried to be a good bag holder but i was just max exposed risk wise mm -hmm. so i would just pull out a bitcoin as i needed it and each one became uh less and less. more and more <laughs> yeah, you, you cost average down instead of cost average all yeah 100 percent. Right? So, so there was a point where um i had uh exited from a uh, really long relationship uh, moved into that spot that we sh we showed, um, and in order to pay my security deposit, I could sell my last Bitcoin, which was at like thirty five hundred dollars. That was like max floor, I think. Okay. Um, and I also had this silver bar. Uh, when I was like a kid, I was like fascinated with the idea of having treasure because we were like so fucking broke. Okay. <laughs> and then like I got to like ride Pirates of the Caribbean once and saw like that skull guy with all the treasure. And I'm like, oh shit, like that's the dream, right? <laughs> so like, it's to be a dead guy sitting on some, I don't know. That's anyway. the American dream. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dead guy with a bunch of silver. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, uh, excuse me one second. Uh, shout out to GGF. I'm gonna take a sip. Sorry. Are <laughs> <laughs> you good? So uh, at one point when I could afford it, I bought like these two silver bars, and I gave one to Doyle Brunson uh, when he was he was gonna play his. It was supposed to be his final tournament. I think it was a single draw, like 10k single draw or something like that. Okay. And uh, we played together once during the 50k PPC, and like I'm. Playing with poker players is like, I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, there's just something about Doyle. And also, um, he's a big fan of Raz, which was like the, my kind of come up game, I suppose, is the one I took to. Um, it's a game that like everyone, it's like a really simple game mm -hmm. uh, to learn. And everyone just kind of dismisses it as like game for morons. So, you know, it's fair enough. But, um, <laughs> but there's a lot of nuance just that people don't bother exploring because it's just such a simple game. Okay. And it's, it's his favorite game. Or it was at least. So that was your guy. Yeah. So we played uh, uh, during PPC and uh, it was a really cool experience. We had uh, like some good banter. He tried to like squeeze me in this multi-way spot and like I gave him like a wink, told him I was onto him, whatever. And like, he gave me, <laughs> and then he, like, I folded like a, a good hand and he gave me the wink and put in the raise, you know what I mean? And, like, we just kind of started talking. And then, yeah. uh, and then the next year I was selling a little bit to PPC again. And he, 
I didn't have any left, but he offered to buy some. And I kind of like, uh, uh, someone was like, well, why do you want a piece of Brandon or whatever? And he wrote something nice in the comments. I was just like lurking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, course. oh, this is really cool. Whatever. Um, anyhow, so for his last tournament, uh, I'm just like, whatever. People's pasts are their pasts. Don't really, I kind of stay out of the gossip as, as it is. I don't really know much, many of like the, whatever. I don't, yeah. He's just a legend to me. Sure, right? absolutely. And I had a really great experience with him. And like, uh, like that guy is like, I, I can't imagine being as, he was really sharp, yeah. you know? It's insane. He's just playing like the highest games at like a really good level. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm like, man, people should be like kind of lining up to, to pay tribute, you know what I mean? So um, I got these finger puppets from, from Barcelona that I really like. Didn't bring them. It's so stupid. Oh, my real. God. Didn't even forget about the finger puppets. Where were you, Andin? Where were you with reminding me about the finger puppets? Like He only remembered to bring fucking 12 umbrellas, but not one finger puppet? Yeah. I had these finger puppets. <laughs> I got him a card, whatever. Um, and uh, I laid those down and like I plopped a big silver bar on the table or whatever. And I just wanted to like kind of pay my tribute. I just feel like everyone really should be, you know what I mean? Like, thanks for you know what you've done for this game and yeah. like you're a fucking legend um anyways i had one silver bar left after i gave doyle my other one uh and and like now i'm broke i could really use that fucking silver bar it's okay i'm like i've recovered but um but uh i'm like i'm I'm like, I got a Bitcoin and like these things like aren't doing shit for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've just torched like my entire net worth and then I've got this silver bar and this is like, you know, meant a lot to me as a kid, mm -hmm. like for no good reason. And also like, how do I offload this thing anyways? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Where are you going to go <laughs> for this? Don't get ripped off at the punch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I sold the last Bitcoin to put down my security deposit and had like, uh, and then promptly busted the rest of my role uh, on like, smaller stakes uh you know under like whatever like the underground little illegal games or whatever yeah, yeah, you know, whatever yeah. the things that are running um and uh i had like a few hundred dollars left and i'm like man i'm i gotta like decorate my play i gotta do something here and so like i just spent like all my money on the rest of my money on umbrellas i bought which is <laughs> very standard for me but that's amazing i had like a thousand i had like a thousand bucks left i spent a lot of it umbrellas and then this guy here <laughs> this this one is uh the sprinkles umbrella it was going like the um the cost of umbrella is typically somewhere between 25 <laughs> to 35 dollars that was kind of my budget okay. it's a bougie um, umbrella yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i don't know how stable right. this is so i, I hope i don't want to you know you went, you like went like very modest it. low on umbrella which i respect mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah uh that's good yeah matt matt went like you know, classy. pretty top top line. Yeah, yeah very classy with the plaid. It's like the yeah. Burberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parasols aren't cheap. No, uh, Conrad went with one of my two classic colors, the maroon and the green. I like it's it. Very like Amelie kind of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, like a French film. I'm not familiar but, with the movie, but I like the color. Oh yeah, cinematography. As you can see on my sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Big fan. So, of it. Uh, but this one, this is the like uh, the sprinkles anniversary umbrella. The sprinkles is like the cupcake place. Um, no, just as a thing, as an item. Like sprinkles uh, as a topping. Yeah. Like Jimmy's, sprinkles if you being, will. Yeah. Uh -huh. The rice of desserts. Right. right. <laughs> um, we love a good dessert rice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The colorful rice of desserts. So. It's like it's raining sprinkles. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was 150 bucks, and I'm like, I cannot justify buying this, buying the sprinkles umbrella. This right. is something I have to work for. It's, you right, know, right, everybody yeah. has a line in the sand, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. why we grind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I can put put up five umbrellas, or I can get the sprinkles umbrella. I, this gives me something to work for. Exactly, like you said, Matt. Mm-hmm. Like something this is to your grind goal for. So, now here we are. Uh huh. And when I wound up being able to afford the sprinkles umbrella, <laughs> it was 75 percent off those motherfuckers. <laughs> No, 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 it was good, it was good. Right? And then I bought one, and like, I swear to God, I bought one, and then the price went back up. Like, I bought, I wound up buying two. Yeah, I two up, Sprinkles umbrellas? Yeah, the other one cost me like, uh, like this like this one was down to like 65 bucks, and like they saw someone bought one, and they're like, okay, about 100. They, they knew that you, know, you had to be on up. your grind set, you know? You had something to work for, and that was what you were working towards. So once you had enough money to buy it again, they were like, you know what? Let's reward this guy. You've completed your quest. <laughs> mm. And now they can decrease the price. I like well, Yeah, yeah. There was a reward. They gave me the discount code. That yeah. was nice. Like, Use discount code. Solid grinding. Fixing my life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the audience can't Earned see, but it. there's like uh, rafters like at the top on the ceiling. So we could like hang umbrellas all the way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we can I mean, definitely get some decoration. You really want to like get to work in here and do some decorating. There's uh, a. Well, yeah. you know, he, he has a unique space. We can't just like go <laughs> cop his shit. Yeah, it's okay. true. That's what. Know. That's what. No, that's a form of flattery. Right? It is. You, yeah, uh, yeah. Else. It makes yeah. me feel like I left my mark. Yeah, <laughs> which will probably be for like again tanking your podcast everywhere like, you go. Just yeah. This umbrella <laughs> reminds me of the day that we had the least amount of viewers. No one watches our shit anymore. I guess. Speaking of, of umbrellas. It looked like the Phillies were swinging some yesterday. Mm. They didn't bring any bats to the game yesterday. What the fuck happened? Houston just no-nos them. For the first no-no ever in the World Series history. Second. Second? Yeah. I thought it was first. No, second. It's the first time uh, it was a combined no-hitter. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. The first time, I forget who, uh, it was the Yankees that did it. Yeah. Well, Imagine I'm, that I'm, back in 1956. Obviously, you know. Now yeah. they're cowards. What, now, now what are you pitching? talking about? Now it takes five pitchers to throw no-no. Yeah. Well, back I'll, in my day. I was about to ask you, how do you feel about this? Like, I, How do you feel about the, like, the stats of this? A combined no-hitter is useless. So it's, it means nothing. It means literally nothing. Is that the, mean? the, the, the mark of a no-hitter of why it's so impressive is because it requires throwing 100-plus pitches to do so. Okay. A team doing it, it's like, okay, so what? So the other team sucks for a day. Big deal. All right. Doesn't mean anything to me. So it means shit. Nothing. We'll tell the people wow. it means shit. Nothing. Okay. I right. like the Astros for the series again. What? <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? No. You was, asked for one thing all changed. week. It's all changed. And guess what happens? I said Syndergaard's going to get smashed. Tonight, Syndergaard's coming up. Yeah, he's going to get smashed. He's 1 0 in the World Series. Okay. You know, 2015 back with the M E T S. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Verlander's awful in, this, in the World Series, too. So maybe He's he gets facing smashed Verlander 0 well. 6. Mm-hmm. Berkey is sitting under that umbrella throwing shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That's what you did there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're trying to tell me that the Astros win tonight. I think so. Uh, I'll bet on Verlander. Will you? Yeah. They're minus 160, I think. I, tonight or yeah. for, for tonight? Yeah. Yeah, they should be. It should be minus like 200. Verlander's uh, fucking good. I don't care if he's 0-6. At some point, he won't be 0-6 anymore. Well, maybe you know what? Bonds didn't perform in the playoffs either until he fucking did. It's a mental thing, man. Yeah, it's and he's pitching. Thing. It's different. Is he going to get over his whatever? It's he's going to fucking no-hit the Phillies. Holding them back he's going to throw a complete game no-hitter like a real man. <laughs> Do you know when it comes to, like, call it professional athletes for any sport, like, what the mental coach coaching looks like? 
because no. it has to exist right i i had a sports psychologist in college that mm -hmm. was very very needed <laughs> that was needed very, for you he was very good needed for me very needed for me he was good it was a woman but yes okay, she, was uh, she was very good okay. she's, she's like your coach sounds like he's emotionally stunted i'm like he is emotionally <laughs> stunted <laughs> he's, just he's so you critical you want to hear. of me all the time that's wow. great <laughs> She's like, I understand. You're trying your hardest. I'm like, I am trying my hardest. <laughs> How much of that do you think was was veal versus just trying to make you feel better? Uh, wow. It was like 20% copium, 80% helpful. Okay, that's pretty I good. I would say, yeah, that's a good ratio. Yeah, it was it was a lot of getting to the root of um, uh, what's it called when you self sabotage. Is that what you were mostly talking about when with her when yeah. you were busy like pitching or? Yeah, because like we would just talk about how like certain things didn't bother me or impact me as a player, but they were very uh, noticeably annoying to my coach. So like I would go three and two on a lot of hitters, and I just didn't care because to me the game within the game was the the uh, the mental wits of hitter versus pitcher, yeah. right? And like I was fine nibbling the corners and like you know missing here and there, trying to get people to chase. And if I didn't, like I go full, and then I just groove a fastball inside and hope i tie somebody up but yeah for my coach it was just like jesus christ matt three and two every fucking better <laughs> <laughs> how was your like I'm built for this man. how was your overall when it came to like those situations like being in full count spots and like did he have a justification to quote unquote be mad or he yeah was just, it's not it's statistically you perform worse as a pitcher when you're behind in the count but like for me, I've always been the type to like put the pressure on myself to perform. Did you? So perform like, I worse? probably performed worse in O2 counts, mm. to be honest. Just and like I, poker. Yeah, I actually know <laughs> I performed poorly in O2 counts because we used to get punished if we gave up O2 hits, mm. and I did a lot of running. Have you ever had to? Uh, have you ever had an, an anxiety dump on deck? No. During a, a game spot. No, but no. I know. I well. Okay. <laughs> I do. I, I do have. A, I, I have an adjacent story. Uh, I don't think it was anxiety driven, but it could have been based off of where we were playing. So we got to play uh, in a couple minor league stadiums throughout my college career. One of them being the Wild Thing Stadium in Pittsburgh. So we traveled down to to the city from Erie. So we go south. And I'm sorry, but if you if you shit, if you have to shit in front of a Pittsburgh like a group of Pittsburgh Pittsburgh people, like that just ends your life, right? <laughs> it's not it's not public <laughs> shitting. That's not the problem. So we're playing Cal State. Uh, on the Wild Things field, it's technically their home field, and I'm slated to start game two. Uh, and we're probably in the fifth inning of game one, so I'm starting to get into my warm up routine, you know, my stretching, getting loose, whatever. And I just have a shit on deck mm. that could choke a donkey. I'm like, well, I, <laughs> wow, I have analogy. To, I have to. Back. Austin Power or reference. A metaphor. Or whatever, Austin Power right? reference. Uh, I'm just like, I have to evacuate my bowels immediately. So we're in this minor league stadium, nice facility. You're like, okay, I'm just going to find a bathroom. No big deal. Well, everything was closed. No concessions were open. No bathrooms were open. The whole fucking stadium just locked down. I'm like, guys, where, where do we poop? <laughs> and they're like, well, there's one porta potty outside the stadium. You have to use that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I've been in worse spots. So I go out there and at this point, like, you know, my cheeks are pinched. I'm kind of like waddling my way there. And I get in the out or the, the porta potty and I pick up the lid and I shit you not. No the, pun intended. The, the water is literally 
up to the brim. Oh. It looks like it looks like a river, like it looks like a riverbank where like the water just kind of cascades out over the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, no, what, no. What am I gonna do? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Did you, you contribute? Go. I did. No, you gotta mm-hmm. go. You but can't I, do that. I'm a genius. Oh my god, I'm, so, I'm like okay. Oh. This is genius talk- declared. Genius declared. <laughs> this okay. is what I'm talking about: performing under pressure. Okay. <laughs> I got sweat beating down my head because I'm not making it anywhere outside. Like, I'm either going to do this here or I'm going to shit behind the Porter John, but like, I'm not getting it anywhere else. So I'm thinking, I'm scrambling, and I'm like, I got it. I put the lid down, I put the top of the lid down, and I make a nest of TP. I'm surprised there was toilet paper in there. Oh, there was tons of toilet paper, and I used almost all of it. Okay. So I make this giant nest, I shit on top of the toilet seat, <laughs> bundle it up in the nest, and then give it a little. <laughs> you put it in the toilet <laughs> oh man i almost like my respect for you almost exponentially grew. i mean like i love you you know this but like i thought i thought you might do the courteous thing and just uh, bring it out s- somewhere different instead of Where? like pile, pile on to like it's not like there are woods you, that anywhere. was a really nice move that you did yeah. with the toilet paper and these I was, things. yeah i was like just trying to salvage bird i look i was just trying to salvage my own dignity and not walk out with shit water all over my legs oh my Fair. god a lot of music venue bathrooms like this uh yeah this i'm i believe steve is having flashbacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> he would have yeah. some stories yeah I, we, we, we sure gotta get steve here soon yeah he's, he's got he got it Gotta come hang out for sure. Yeah. That guy's got fucking stories for days. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Steven having stories for days. (laughs) (laughs) One second. (laughs) If you haven't already, please head on over to WPT, the world poker, ah, the home of the online world poker tour. Um, I, I completely ruined that. Please, I'm, I'm actually going to start that you over. Just do do the whole thing I over. absolutely ruined that. If you haven't already, please head on over to WPT Global, the online home of the World Poker Tour. Yeah, baby. They are absolutely giving it away. Giving it away. Giving it giving away. It there away. we go. <laughs> WPT Global is sending one person daily to the WPT Championship with a $12,400 package. And that's Bert, a lot of umbrellas. That wow, that's a, lot that's a big a lot of umbrellas. That's like six hundred umbrellas, mm-hmm. if not more. That's yeah. more. Be less those are very expensive, expensive umbrellas. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. That's that's, <laughs> Ooh, that's six thousand umbrellas. I wonder what those umbrellas look like. Oh my god, let's no, not make it math in real time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's actually three hundred and forty-two umbrellas, right, using exactly. the average cost of thirty-five dollars per umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> my math was right there: six thousand three hundred and forty-two. Same shit. Uh-huh. Well, if you get the sprinkle umbrellas, you can get 80 of them. Wow. Mm. You can get 80 sprinkles umbrellas. Mm. What if they're 75% off? You can get more. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. I fucked it Berkey. up. Berkey. Yeah. What guys. the fuck, man? What, what, are you, what are you what the fuck at me for? What the fuck? You're supposed to win 35 seats for our people. Yeah, you're uh, We're down to 30. We're, we're oh, down man. to 33 now. I'm grinding tonight. Don't worry. And... Nimi just comes in and just you just don't let Nimi do this shit. Well, that's what happens when I take a day off. You can't be taking days off, man. You can't be letting Nimi swoop in, get his second seat. Now, um, uh, Jamin has two seats to give away. Nimi's got two seats to give away, and you have nothing. I gave away two seats. You have nothing yeah. for the people right now. now. But you're not ahead of anybody right now. No, no, no. but there should. Right. I think we should have a leaderboard. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And you need to be at the top of that because we Bert's need to right. give dropping our another people. poop and toilet paper into the <laughs> bowl. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Win a seat, Berkey. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like I've told that story too many times. Mm. Oh man, way too many, way too many. Corey asked how many times did fucking Lamanta hear that over under hundred. Oh, that story? Yeah. 
That's no. the first time I ever heard that story. No, I, I think way. it's the second. That's literally, I, the first time I've ever. That's heard the that second story. time on air. For I sure. think it's the second time I've told it on air. I wasn't really? gonna do what he did to me yesterday and say, I, you know, you already said this. No, story I knew. I, knew I either wasn't here or I zoned out <laughs> for that one because I, I don't remember that story. No, I knew that I had. It's, an it's impossible story. to be on a hundred episodes with Melissa talking about shit every single day <laughs> <laughs> and not tell your best shit story. Like it's it's literally not uh, feasible. That is so true. That, that is so Melissa. true. So, um, Brandon. You got a little documentary that came out, huh? Yeah, I did a little something. It's 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 pretty dope. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it already, Brandon's come out came out with a documentary. It's called Shaq and Steve. Well, it's not. I didn't come out with it. Um, he did an episode for. Did an episode for a docu series. Okay, right. what's the name of the docu series? Uh, Last call. Last call. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, the episode is called Shaq and Steve, I believe. Yeah, and it's just basically about um, your. Your introduction to poker, kind of, mm -hmm. where you started um, and how you got to where you are, really. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird story. It's a weird ride how it, it takes. Um, you were, it seems like you were very into music at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. cut the shits. Tell us about Muse. <laughs> wow. He's just, the man wants to go straight into it. He wants to know, because, like, basically, this, doc, this episode was about um, you getting the... String, what do we call it? How, what, give me one of being those white along. people. Yeah. Yeah, being Stringing them along. There you go. You got the strung along. The horse. Yeah. 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 You got strung along for Muse, it seems. The hot girl saying they're interested yeah, in yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Your, your uh, experience with Muse sounds like every dating you. experience I had in high yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I know you're out of my league. I know you're No, 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 no. We want you. We like you. Right, we, yeah. You're interesting. So basically, yeah. you had a friend. You were working on PR for bands and stuff, and they told you about Muse. Yeah. And whatever, you found out they were doing a show close by. Yeah. And you went to go and you brought your keyboard to the show? Yeah, yeah. I'm That's like, a I'm move. a massive loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Andon yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Andon. Trying yeah. to make the most of our dead times is true. Yeah. If that I, sounds amazing, by the way. I think that like, like if you're just, you're there standing in line, the guy's just playing piano, playing the keyboard and... People were ordering pizza and hanging out. <laughs> yeah. and like, that sounds awesome. No, it yeah. sounds super dope. Yeah. But what, what, you just brought it to like pass your time? Were you looking to like play for them or something? No. Yeah, or it's just, just for you. Yeah, just a me thing. We like, so there was, a, I guess, uh, like a small mistake in this documentary where there's a, a cellist group um, that I've been friendly with for a long time and they were touring in Detroit. Uh, mm -hmm. And Muse were to touring in Detroit the very next day. So um, I think on there it says that th these bands were touring together. Yeah. And it'd be convenient. But they're just touring the same city. I was gotcha. friendly with this band. Um, so the next day I'm like, oh, fuck, great opportunity to see this band that I'm, I'm really into. Um, they hadn't played in the States before. They just toured overseas. Um, so these shows were going to be really small. They were like selling out uh like big arenas overseas Sweet. Uh, and just playing really small venues in the states which is a fucking amazing opportunity and yeah. me personally when i see a show um i haven't seen a show in so fucking long too it's like disturbing but uh, <laughs> i used to see them all the time and whenever i did i always wanted to be like right up front got to know like all the songs and just mm -hmm. like a full immersive experience you know what i mean yeah. i want to be like right up front like just like this fucking mic. I want to feel attacked. You, you want to like 24 7. <laughs> yeah. you want to feel so, threatened yes yes i want to feel threatened so um typically if you want to sit up front you're going to wait in line for a while and i just brought the keyboard to pass the time really. sweet yeah. sweet so whatever you go to this show after the show um they invited you 
you would, I'm sorry, they were doing a meet and greet. Yeah. And you went, you went to the back of the line. You want to speak. You want to get more time talking to people. And eventually they invited you out to a bar to yeah. speak about whatever music or not. And it seemed that at the end of that, they were interested in you playing for them. Um, I just like just to set the record straight or whatever. And I'm sorry if you've had to hear, hear this, me explain this stuff. Like, uh, um, my friend Andy was like, next time someone wants to hear the music, like it's, 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 I understand like it's a really weird way to get into poker and it's definitely like, it, it was like a turning a fork in the road, you know, as, as you said, Conrad, like, like a fork in the road in my life or whatever. But, um, for some people, I mean, like it's, it's like kind of a redundant story, I suppose. And my friend Andy was like, dude, next time someone wants you to talk about Muse, like just send somebody in there with a beanie and like, <laughs> let him, just let him go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get a double. But, uh, anyhow, so I was never in this band. There were discussions made, uh, our discussions had, I suppose what wound up happening is, yeah, I, I spoke with them at this meet and greet, uh, said I was going to go wait outside, let them do their thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, if they felt like talking more, like I'll just be out there waiting. My girlfriend didn't uh, want to go uh, out in Detroit at the time. She went with me to see this cello rock band. She was going to stay in. She was going to come pick me up. So I go wait outside there. I'm not expecting anything. And mm -hmm. Matt sees me, invites me to this bar uh, to talk. Kind of was asking me about what I, what I was trying to do in music. And the project that I was working on was um, I was really into like these immersive experiences. Like I wanted to make something that involved all the senses maybe like there's a progression of smells uh like chimney smokes chimney smoke i associate with this grouping of songs and then the next one would change to this or whatever uh maybe like you know and there's uh, you know there's a lot of touch there's contact like there's a lot of movement on stage so it's supposed to be like a sensory overload kind of thing kind of a choose your own adventure kind of thing too i just like really like gimmicks and themes and turning everything into a big experience so i was like kind of sharing these things uh, he was telling me about his project or like uh, what, they, what they were trying to do with their next record. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, um, uh, what they were trying to do sounded like more than they could do okay. uh, unless they used something called MIDI, which is just where you like click a pedal and it plays the extra parts that yeah. you can't play physically. Ed Sheeran does this. Yeah. yeah, yeah a lot, love yeah, a lot with the shape So I, I just asked him, I'm like, hey, are you going to like use MIDI um for this next thing or are you gonna are you looking for people or whatever just pure innocent questions like oh yeah i think we're gonna have you know, we're gonna bring in someone else i'm like oh cool well what are you looking for and he's like well you and i'm <laughs> like, like what? what the fuck well, yeah, yeah, yeah this is like what? a really what? weird moment because they yeah. haven't heard you play right yeah 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 they don't yeah it was just uh he just heard me talk which is again why it's a, a huge reach to ever like really associate myself with this band or whatever um but i mean from the stories that you give here i mean it's not that far of a reach like it seems like so whatever you you go on um you start learning their music whatnot yeah and you reach out to them a few times yeah no, no response yeah you find out they're playing in a festival down the block or yeah. an hour away or something like yeah. that so you go to this festival and you see i believe it was the drummer or the um electrical engineer yeah, I saw both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the guy, yeah. main guy, Matt, didn't have a good show. He goes off into the, whatever, into the van, upset. Mm -hmm. And they told you to wait by a tree. And you sitting there like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and you wind up just sitting there. So how long did you, I didn't know how long, because this sounds like a bunch of shows went on. Like, how long did you I mean, it's what this? it sounds like. Like, when you're picturing, like, the sad guy 
sitting next to a tree like a fucking loser like that's what it was <laughs> while the cure is playing in the background of, of all bands yeah, it sounds right? like it yeah. sounds like, like a scene out of like a, a rom-com almost mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's this guy gets dumped by, like, guy gets like by girlfriend sits by it. tree <laughs> cure <laughs> playing off in the distance umbrella hanging over his head it sounds like the only thing that could make it worse is if rain was there <laughs> With no umbrella. Yeah. 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 Good call. Maybe that's what where this came from. My subconscious, like Mm. just picturing that kind of low key though. Like you're kind of into this whole scene, right? Like into like the sad, the sad. Yeah, this like dark, sad scene that we're portraying right now. Like it kind of hits home. Oh yeah, I'm not like. I really have a deep appreciation for. all like the massive uh i really like uh man i don't want to say immersing again but just like having an experience like a deep experience that like kind of hits the cliche points of Mm -hmm. sadness or happiness or whatever yeah 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 yeah. if i'm like if i'm sad and i can like i'm not i know that i am going to be able to listen to like the worst thing humanly possible and like put myself in a situation where I can explore a feeling as deeply as possible. I will take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it, it strange a lot that people, I find it strange that a lot more people don't feel this way. Right. Like uh, I think scary. Yeah. But I think it's, it's strange, right? Like most people, when they're sad, they are trying to do everything within their power to regress back to neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they're happy, they're trying to cling to that moment for as long as possible. But yeah. it's like, it's almost impossible to experience full happiness yeah. if, if you're not willing to also experience the depth of sadness. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's, so it's like, yeah. you have a choice where you can either always regress to the mean and try to get back to zero, or you could just feel the extremes for as long as they're willing to play out, knowing that you're going to regress back to zero anyway. Well, what's okay. So where I would go with that from the sad, sad part is how long can the sad part stay sad? That's scary. Not, not forever. Right. Same as happiness. It's all fleeting. It is fleeting. But the joy of happiness can lead to mostly positive future you're, you're saying like happiness perpetuates by positive momentum and sadness perpetuates with negative momentum. It's very easy to have that be the case, yeah. Because when you're sad and you're trying to be as extremely negative and feel as negative as possible, there are ways to call it sabotage the sadness to then take actions that will make you more sad. Yeah, I mean, I I think all of this stuff is true. I I just know personally, like, I'm very much like you where I delve into the extremes and it's like, if I'm sad, I'm listening to the softest, (laughs) corniest... Dermot Kennedy. Yeah, Dermot Kennedy and and Louis Capaldi is just like on... I'm lifting to this shit. He's just like, man, this Louis Capaldi song is so fucking good. Right, because you hear it differently. Like, when you're Mm -hmm. happy and you hear that music, you're just like, fuck is this guy going on about? Like, grow up. Listen, man, I was... I'm I'm the same. This is a very Andon thing to do because when I was in college and I was very sad as I was most of the actual school year probably my first full year i got into sports betting briefly and i remember betting with a sports book through a frat and it not going well wait hold on the frat had a fucking sports book a, no that's a yeah that's, that's a, a sharp frat hell yeah so yeah so anyways i would have some weeks where i would just kind of 
always stay even for the entire summer. I was kind of betting on baseball with a friend and would stay even. And then one day tried to bet a ton on the Little League World Series. <laughs> and I bet a bunch on South Korea to beat Hawaii. That's and they bad. didn't. Mm-hmm. And from there, just one example, I, after losing and after being sort of sad that that didn't go well, I went downstairs to the vending machine. They had a little lounge area with a TV and uh, candy and like snacks and garbage. And I just emptied out the vending machine of all of the soda, all of the Sour Patch, and then dumped the Sour Patch into the soda, drank the soda, ate the Sour Patch Kids that was imbued with the soda after, and just allowed myself to go to the darkest depths of what I was feeling, and then just slept it all off after the fact. And I woke up and I was like- I would sleep too for a very long time what time the if I put fuck fucking am I doing? Sour Patches in soda. It's so good, coma. dude. That is just yeah. disgusting. I mean, there's something to be said, I think, about like uh, the healing effect of catharsis, catharsis. You know what I mean? Like, it, just- being able to like experience sadness in general is 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 gonna help you move on from it, I think, and also find like just simple joys and maybe sad things still that are like that just contribute to getting you out of there or just aren't at, like appreciation for sad things that aren't as bad as like mm-hmm. what you were experiencing before. You know what I mean? Like just give you perspective to like uh, I don't know, whatever. I'm not trying to like turn this into a big dep- like. Wh- of course, like t- again, classic, <laughs> classic, classic me. Like <laughs> fuck up every investment and turn everything into a misery party. Like yeah. let's go. <laughs> some, some of the best like no, art man. and music has come out of like sadness, though, right? Like, I also just I, pure emotions. I also think like my like our generation came from that like whole emo culture too, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's yeah. Like I didn't I didn't assign myself or aligned at all with emo culture growing up, but like I listened to all the music and it registered with me the same way it did with any angsty teen, uh, teenager. And uh, I, when I think about it, like the complexity of human beings and uh, how, how weird we are in the sense that we're built with these logical minds, but we're also just driven by these irrational emotions. Mm-hmm. It seems incomplete to spend all of your time trying to avoid a certain half of the mm-hmm. spectrum, right? So it's like, I don't know. I, I find a lot of like, I don't know that pleasure is the right word, but I find like a lot of self-discovery in sadness uh, and not just sadness, like in pain and intolerance and uh, in in anger and all of these emotions that feel shallow if you don't ever explore them. And most people don't because they are uncomfortable. I think that it's because those emotions are classified when we're younger as things that you don't want to be. So as soon as you experience those things, the quickest solution, so to speak, is, okay, how do I become as level or back to normal as possible? When in reality, trying to fix it in that way doesn't actually work and makes it worse. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of things. I I totally agree with that. And also like the ideology that just people don't like being sad, I guess. But uh, the interesting thing is like as poker players, uh, we have to like rein all that back. And when we're, when we're doing really well, not be too high about these experiences because we need to be able to prepare ourselves for when things don't go so well. So when we think we're like the fucking shit and like start telling everybody how they should be playing all their hands and, you know, sharing our graphs. Oh my God. That's, 
That, that was like the, I was gonna be like, what is the worst jinx of all time? <laughs> why, why exactly did I get buried last night? And like the main, the main reason was not Taco Bell. It was not Taco Bell. <laughs> I fucking showed somebody my grass. Right. I, I been, haven't been GG. doing it. Haven't been doing it. Yeah. Actually, Anden was the last person to see it, and that was a long time ago. Dude, and then that was a long time. That was a long time ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, the Twitter. I, I, I got, I got, you know, I got they, the right. gods smote me back down to where the, uh, the, the Twitter yeah. jinx is real. When you're running deep in a tournament, you're oh, like yeah. one of forty-five. You're uh, guaranteed to finish, not at the final day. I don't know, man. The first time that uh, that I ended up doing that for the Venetian tournament when there was like 36 left going to dinner break, I was convinced that there was no shot I was losing that tournament. Mm. And I updated on my Instagram story, did the whole Twitter stuff, like you, final two tables, final table, like you I'm know winning. why, right? It's because I wasn't broken by the game yet. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. You know exactly why. The, 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 the pa that, that like, there's no shot I'm gonna lose, that's fucking strong when everyone mm -hmm. like starts placing like side bets on WSOP or whatever, like, uh, I'm not like the anti-sweat kind of person in general, but like I'm never betting against the person who, like, <laughs> right. who's laying bracelet bets. Like yeah, the convict, yeah. like the one, not the ones like that have conviction behind them, like that are filled with like uh, feelings of spite. You know, yeah. what I mean, they're like, "Fuck you, motherfuckers!" Let's let you know what the half-assed ones are like. Here, I'm posting my thing to Twitter. Yeah, destined for failure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I, 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 Everybody I missed agree. out on some. Is your convictions, Landon? I think that sealed I, the deal. I, I agree. I was. Uh, I didn't have enough spite. Spite's a very powerful motivator. Spite is a very powerful motivator. Yeah, so as much as I, as I like, don't mind everyone saying how awful I am, like, and I, <laughs> I will pile onto that. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely very driven by spite. Like, mm -hmm. I, yeah. secret. There's a lot of secret spite. Secret spite. Like, yeah, it's fucking terrible. I'm the worst. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Keep talking your shit. I can't, I can't wait to get into that. You motherfuckers. When we wrap it around back to poker. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But um. So just going back to this, yeah. you were waiting by a tree. Yeah, waiting by the tree. Stood by this tree for yeah. three hours. Three hours, yeah. nothing. Nothing. Okay. Wait here, son. That's what they said. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Yeah. We're gonna. We're coming for you. Yeah. It comes with the. We'll uh, be right back with the Eric Andre music, like the dun 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 dun. Oh and, no. Yeah. All right. So whatever. You go home. Another year goes by or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Your roommate right. Chris says, "Hey, Muse is playing down the block." Yeah. You know, you're right. Cool. In. Yeah. Uh, no, not well, in. He was well, not in. No. <laughs> well, in. You got, no. Eventually, you got yeah. convinced into going. Yeah. Uh, begrudgingly in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fine. So, um, explain that, like, what, what that pro like, what happened there? Uh, that night. There, there, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, just what you said, pretty much. is like, hey, dude, like, it's been a, it's been a year. I'd forgotten about that. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about at all about, like, the, how I got into poker thing because they they showed me poker I guess and when we first met I'll just say real quick uh, yeah. super fast like uh, when we first met that first time went to the bar they invited us to a few more shows in the Midwest I was with my girlfriend Selena, Selena at the time mm -hmm. um, and uh, and we wound up like kind of getting to know each other in the backseat of the tour bus um, uh, and they were really into poker. Uh, that's just what they did. And I thought poker was fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> it's like, same with fighting. It's like the idea of like hurting another person doesn't appeal to me, but like they're just things like the creative aspects what of it. What year was this? Uh, 
2006. Yeah, 2006. Thanks, Conrad. Yeah, no problem. The man. I'm here. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um, so uh, it was, I think, shortly after Moneymaker, something like, I don't know what year Moneymaker was, but they got really into poker Moneymaker. around then. Yeah. yeah. So like that boom was happening. You're like right in the middle yeah. of the boom. Yeah. yeah. And I remember like him being like, oh, I want a, you know, hundred dollar pot from Robert Smith or something, something like that. Yeah. Or <laughs> um, lead singer of the cure. So yep. they were playing uh, during this festival. Anyways, he had asked me if I'd ever played mm -hmm. and wasn't interested, um, but showed me the rules. And then when I went back home to uh, figure out how to play all their songs, I figured I'd learn poker because the other two guys in the band weren't really like super psyched about the idea of having another member. They'd been a three piece for so long. So, so you thought it'd be a great way to mold. Yeah, I just, I don't want, you know, you want, I don't want people to think I'm trying to infiltrate their band. I'm, mm -hmm. I don't like disingenuous people. I don't like fake friendly people. I don't like one of the main things I don't like about the private scene is watching people like pander and mm -hmm. like all, just all the dumb bullshit. Yeah. I just can't, I can't take it. Sure. Um, everything needs to be like very genuine mm -hmm. and, and you want the people that you like, you want their friends and their family to like you too. You, you know, like authentically, um, I, you know, so that's how I felt. So I figured I'd, I'd learn to play as well. And so, uh, at this point, I was frustrated by the idea of looking at music at all. I figured out a really hard piano piece. I sent it to him. Their, uh, uh, Matt, their singer's best friend, Tom. He does all their media content, and he's their manager. Very nice guy. Um, sent him this piano piece. He's really proud of it. It's really hard. Um, and uh, then just stopped playing uh, and started playing more poker. And so I kind of wasn't playing much music and Chris was like, dude, Muse is playing at Metro, which is like a few blocks away from me. I'm like, cool, have fun. Uh, <laughs> he's like, Enjoy. He's like, you should, really, you should really come. I got two tickets and uh, eventually he talked me out, went down there. Saw Tom on the line. He's like, oh, hey, Brandon, you should come hang out. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you fuck yourself. <laughs> Looking for trees and shit. I'm like, like where am I going to camp out? Um, and uh, they play their show. It's good. I see Tom. Tom takes me backstage. Uh, Matt comes out. And he, like, oh, there he is. Comes, gives me a hug. Oh, I saw that piano thing, blah, 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 whatever, all this shit. I'm like, I'm so mind fucked right now. I'm just mm -hmm. like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, a lot of time has passed. And uh, yeah, so. It seems like you know, ever, sorry, it seems like every time that you interacted with them, it was one year at least that went by. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, there are like three separate kind of blocks of, mm -hmm. of something like that. So yeah. Um, invite us to this hotel, see Matt, what's going on? Like, you want to talk? This is like a long time coming. I just want to know what I'm doing with myself. Oh yeah, we're all we're all hanging out. Just hang out, whatever. Fuck, like, like, I'm, like I'm fucking You're raging boy. inside. <laughs> I'm fucking raging. Andin's like just made the face like that. Fucking, you just like I just looked over and you're making like this like kind of evil face and like that's what's like in my head right now. Yeah, I'm just like super rage. Even though you were just casually looking with your parasol, look great. So, um, so. Uh, I I talk to Tom. Uh, I see him after I wait for an hour. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm out of here. I talk to Tom. I feel like I've been a really good sport about everything. Haven't been bitching. Haven't been like 
this is what this guy keeps saying to me. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know, nothing. I'm just keep it to myself, whatever. Um, and now I just like, I need, I need to get off my chest. So I'm like, dude, like he keeps saying like this kind of shit to me or what I like said some, some things that like probably shouldn't say to somebody who you're going to ignore or whatever. Um, I'm not trying to be in your fucking band. It's nice to meet people you share a common interest with. Um, I, if you don't want to do it, cool. Just tell me so I know what to do with my time. It's just sitting there by the fucking tree. That, like, I can't, <laughs> like don't do that to somebody. You, know what I mean? yeah. you can't no. shake it. Yeah. You've so, already experienced Max Tree sadness. Yeah. You don't have to do it again. <laughs> can't take it. So um, he's like, yeah, you know, and like what he said to me is his own business. So it's whatever. Um, just gave me kind of his interpretation of the situation. And uh, see Matt, and I'm like, good to see you, man, hanging out. He's like, no, no, let's go talk. So uh, we sit down, and uh, my buddy Chris is sitting behind me in a booth, and I'm just talking to this guy for a couple hours. And he's just like, yeah, we, you know, uh, we had a really kind of traumatic experience with, we played our biggest show ever, Glastonbury or something like that. I don't know. And uh, drummer's dad passed away, and we really bonded as a three piece. Uh, and I just reiterated what I said to Tom. I'm like, I'm cool. Like, it's just nice to pe meet people you share common interest with, whatever. I'm mm -hmm. going to do my own thing, you know, whatever. It's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of people who are doing similar, who like similar things, whatever. And he said some things that I'm just embarrassed to say again. And, uh, and where he, 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 then he's like, we're going to record in New York. So no matter what happens, you know, it'd be good to have you come down there and, hang out check out the session and see how you know maybe we do something whatever yeah. i'm like cool well you know let's just work on being let's just be friends and what keep in touch send me their address whatever and uh you know a time passed again and during the cure tour their bassist broke his wrist and uh another guy in a band that they grew up liking his name's morgan he filled in for their bass player okay um, and they wound up like using him <coughs> for keyboards. Um, although he, he uses MIDI for like the hard song. So what the fuck? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but he can sing at least I can't sing for shit. Okay, so. okay. Whatever. Um, anyhow, I, uh, yeah, I, I, they released something on their website, new song. Wasn't my cup of tea, I guess. Uh, and then, uh, found out that they, they were using this guy sent Matt a last uh, uh, email like dude like would have been nice to find this out instead of like from you instead of hearing about on this good luck with your disco rock band at the end whatever <laughs> was that <laughs> like, like the worst days. insult that somebody can get in their position I don't know he, uh, he made the song like, <laughs> like it, there was like this phase where like all these bands started like infusing like disco with their shit like there's a band called Glassjaw like it's a it's like a a hardcore band i guess from new york and like they got really they started a band called head automatica uh that was like really like poppy and disco-y and then supermassive black hole with matt and like this prince infused thing and then some other bands uh it like, was kind of a thing but it was the thing was like 10 minutes after i sent that like i snapped get a reply back and no it's way like, come on brandon like no need to be like that hopefully we'll see it blowing us off stage in the near future or something like that and I was what like, the fuck i'm like 
I wrote, then I wrote back like the death letters. Yeah. Huge yeah. need to be like that, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, like, you've been holding this in for so long. Yeah. Right? I, was, I just, like, I just like, couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. just being like ghosted for so long and right. tried to be a good sport about mm-hmm. things. But this is 20 fucking years ago. Like, it's I've wild. done plenty of things I'm embarrassed about. I haven't been my best self, you know, whatever. I'm sure I'm far from it still. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We all handle things differently. So right. I don't care about any of it like i i it makes me sad that i don't really like enjoy their music the music they make now as much as i did before and it has nothing to do with their personality it's just changed is, is this because it had been way better if it, bsh was in it no it's, <laughs> and it, worked, it, it worked out too honestly like uh i'm not the best fit for the music they wound up making mm-hmm. i liked yeah. the stuff the way it was mm-hmm. and it kind of went uh, like a uh, poppier and like softer and it wasn't yeah, really yeah. for me so i'm sure it was i like, just didn't know how to handle the yeah. From a perspective standpoint, like being on the other side of, call it, the, the Muse standpoint, because if this was 20 years ago, they were probably, what, 25? Well, like, they, exactly. Like That's they exactly. Were, so, like, if you look at it from the sense of the people that were involved were 20 years younger. That's what I'm saying. It's a tough conversation to have where it's like, hey, I really don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but at the same time, saying nothing is much worse than yeah. just saying what it actually is. Yeah. Because now you're left in this mystery of what the fuck's going on, where now you're playing this game of, am I going to go stand by a tree again? Yeah, that glimmer of hope, like really fucking, hope is can, a powerful really yeah. kind of like fuck you up. You That's know a very I mean? mature take that Landon has, but the 100%. reality is, um, <clears throat> imagine how many women they did that to. <laughs> imagine stand by the tree <laughs> yeah yeah imagine how many women there are across the nation standing by a fucking tree just mm-hmm. waiting to come get play picked keyboards up right. from muse <laughs> no yeah maybe play a little flute yeah it's the fiddle it's the, the fiddle, fiddle. All right, there you go you're learning you're learning we'll classic you tree fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm just saying you know it's like uh people who do this thing tend to do this thing when it benefits them Regardless. Is there any right. post nut clarity going into this this session this this podcast today, or you got something on your mind? No, what are, what are you talking about? Are you gonna go and look up like groupies on Pornhub after this? No, like, no, 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 no. It's no I'm just I'm just saying like the way that they treated you is the way that a groupie would be treated. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's triple um, N, Matt. You gotta fucking stay stay the course. What's triple N? No, not November. all right well wrapping around to poker i was not gonna suck that dick for what it's worth (laughs) (laughs) not not for just maybe maybe play guitar yeah yeah right (laughs) perhaps so fuck muse now we're wrapping it we've gone into poker you start grinding these five dollar games like mixed variants of poker i believe yeah um i was short stacking no limit at first Playing a limp strategy, an all limp strategy. Okay. Let's that. go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck what, what year was this? Um, 2006. Yeah, yeah. Limping is pimping, baby. So yeah. now we found out who the real fucking originator no, of the limp no, that's is. Right. Limp no, ain't easy. I played the worst strategy, but I did limp and everyone did bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, the originator was tough fish. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Um, God damn it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't rat hole i would just play until i felt like my image sucked and then i would leave and i would just i was like making like a thousand bucks a day and i'm like holy shit like where did this come from you know what i mean uh and i didn't i i didn't want to believe that this money existed so i just like left it on net teller which was kind of like the way to get money online at the time 
Um, and then I had like a really small bankroll for full tilt because I just buy in for 200 bucks. So I didn't need to leave much on there. Um, and then Neteller went down and then my money was frozen and I'm broke. Um, we all went through that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, remember those times, Landon? <laughs> when I went, uh, I meant us 40 yeah. year olds went through that. <laughs> yeah. Baiting Neteller is, is nice. That's a nice, that's a nice one that you'll just have no, I don't even know no what, idea what you, Teller is. Oh, yeah, yeah, Neteller yeah. was nice, man. I had a Neteller bank card, like yeah, that, debit card. Yeah, that thing sucked. withdraw 600 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Max $600. Oh, you could, you could take out cat, but like anytime you ever tried to use it at like Best Buy or something, they're like, looked at it. Like, what the hell is this? And they wouldn't accept it. Oh, sure. It. What so many is times. it? It's, it's like just PayPal. It was like PayPal it's just for a payment processor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like, in Europe now. Can you imagine it's, being a poor guy and then it, going to like Vons and then like withdrawing six hundred dollars in twenties? It was like, like the, yeah, holy shit! It was shit. like the easiest <laughs> way to. It's a game changer to get to get money like onto the online sites and then off and mm. then like so. That, so yeah, it was it was kind of like PayPal in that. It's basically, way. what Conrad does but, now with prepaid credit cards at Seven Eleven. Conrad does not use prepaid credit cards, and he has not used prepaid credit cards to load online since like uh, 2015. Come on, man. 2014, on. like sportsbook. Come on, you all gotta save face. No, I, know, I know what you're doing on Global. It's fine. Conrad's getting that Global. ad drop revenue. Are you kidding me? Wait, hold Conrad's on. They do, Global does have basically a net teller card. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a it's not one of those Seven Eleven cards, but mm -hmm. it is a net teller card. Mm -hmm. It is true. So my money was seized uh, when net teller went under for like UGI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, my money was seized. And this wasn't Black Friday, right? No, uh, before, no, 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 this is no. before Black Friday. Yeah. So like in on the same vein of like being resentful at music for what happened with Muse and going straight to poker. I was resentful of No Limit uh, when my money was frozen and went straight to mixed games. I'm like, I don't wanna be broke again. Like playing fucking No Limit sounds awful. I'm terrible at it. I just like, everyone's just bad or whatever. I got, I got a, I think I had like a full month of, of where I just made money. At like, you know, I made like 30K or something like that in a month and I just couldn't believe it. Uh, and. I had never seen money like that, and I I wouldn't for quite a while because I just left it on there and then it was gone. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I borrowed five bucks from uh, another Raz player, and I'm like, uh, I'll give you this five bucks back. Just um, I'm just gonna grind Raz for for a month and see how it goes. Uh, and I just kind of I, I would pay my rent in one variant, and then the next month uh, I'll play stud and pay my rent, whatever. And you were like, doing this online? Yeah, yeah, just like such a kind of a waste of time, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm just always doing like, I don't know, very bad decisions when it comes to time management, but <laughs> it was- Classic yeah. and in- Is it here. really? You're really fucking good. Like it's, incre it's incredible to me, like you and Henry, like how the Henry's question- Henry's not an and in. Yeah, but Henry is a, a like a young, very smart, thoughtful- Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, per person in this industry and you guys ask a ton of questions and you guys have expedited the learning curve that it took us many years to go through. Like you get, sure. you, all, all the things that you have to learn, you get them harder than we did faster, but you like learn the lesson quicker too. You're just, yeah. and you ask a lot of questions and you know, whatever, very impressive. So Thank like no, definitely not worried about you. Formerly and in things. Have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're, you've gotten stronger. In many ways, yes. The new generation has yeah. a complete unfair advantage when it comes to this game. They, they, they are so ahead of the learning curve that we, like, we saw. Yeah. Like, it's just like they're 
years ahead. I appreciate the sense of urgency though. Like I think the games where like the landscape was so forgiving back then, like we could just be really kind of like complacent and like slow about everything mm -hmm. and and younger generation kind of understands that these games are not easy and they're going to have they really have to scramble to like start understanding a lot of things um in order to beat it. And so I would say that like if had we had I don't know. They just they I think they have like a really productive attitude going in going approaching poker in For the first sure. place. Either they're going to get weeded out like immediately or like they'll they'll probably wind up like finding a way to do pretty well. For mm -hmm. sure. So yeah. you're playing Raz now. You're online. Yeah. You're um playing this hand against some random gentleman gentleman and um you're drawing to a 9. Oh, you're drawing to a 7. He's holding a nine. <laughs> <laughs> you brick out. You put in five bets on Fifth Street. You brick out. Do do do. Next thing you know, the message goes into the um, the chat, and it's a po Pro Poker Labs link where you said where you basically you were just showing the equity that you were ahead mm. on Fifth Street where you put in all the bets, mm. and somehow this garnered to be um, your best friend now. Yeah, Steve yeah, yeah. Albini. Yeah. So go on. How how did you so how did you meet Steve after that? Like, um, he we both posted in the stud forums on two plus two, and then at some point, um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, Black Friday hadn't happened yet. Yeah, we met in two thousand eight. I just asked him. Um, I never played a live game yet. Uh, I just I knew he was in the area. I think I just asked if he knew any live games, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, host one with a bunch of music guys. You should totally come." Um, and I showed up, uh, <laughs> like struggling to talk and, you know, uh, remember what cards I had, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and fortunately I laughed at enough jokes and gave, gave enough money away that they invited me back. And that did was you guys bond more over music or, uh, or poker or both? Um, definitely poker. Didn't ask a lot of music questions. Yeah. I think, I don't know that he heard about my music background mm -hmm. um, for, for a while. Uh, I think poker is just something that he's been interested in for forever yeah. and having somebody available who didn't need to like go to work, uh, who was playing professionally, um, by then I had kind of gotten back up on my feet, um, was when we're, sim we we're similar kind of people as well, I suppose, like, yeah. uh, was appealing to him and, and great for me. Like, uh, the whole f kind of, I, I don't mean to say this, I guess, because he is my best friend and I consider him like a brother, but like the father figure aesthetic wasn't something that was always prevalent in my life. Um, and um, it's something that has kind of seeking uh, older male figures for advice or these kind of things has have kind of historically backfired on me in mm -hmm. a few ways. Um, and I, it's uh, something he kind of filled that hole for me, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So you go to your first game, first live poker game. It's at Steve's recording studio. You don't know who Steve Albini is. Al did I say it correctly? Albini, yeah. Albini, okay. He's an absolute legend. I did about five minutes of Googling about him. He was a producer for Nirvana, I believe. Yeah. And a bunch of other bands. And he's just an absolute legend in the music scene. Yeah. So you go to this game. It's a quarter-quarter game. Yeah. And were we talking about 25 cents, 25 cents? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and then after pizza, yes. got kicked up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Quarter 50. Yeah, yeah. All right. So shit's popping now. Um, you go through that. You, got, you and Steve start going to games, grinding, whatnot. 
Then you eventually go to the horseshoe to play 4080. How did you get from grinding the small 25 cent, 25 cent games to the 4080 game? And like, um, the, it was a long grind, you know. I think at one point I won Sunday Horse. Sunday Horse was like a two hundred dollar buy in tournament on full tilt mm -hmm. every Sunday, and that like for mixed games that was like the what everyone got excited about. Yeah, that so. was like the tournament of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how much was that like prize pool wise? A little time? over ten k, you okay. know. But um, yeah, uh, won that, and I was just I was at that point I was um just open sitting Raz uh all day i guess okay. i was just grinding raz all day long so um like just heads up raz for the most part what stakes were you playing um it's like 15 30 30 60 gotcha. whatever um it's funny when you when you mentioned the equity spot i thought you might be talking about i thought you somehow found out about this time <laughs> where like i shot took for for my first time in raz i played like 100 200 against this guy who like who had quit me and right. like i knew all of his little habits uh when he three bets he has this range when he when he caps he has this like when he just calls a three bet blah blah, blah versus cap his different ranges these kind of things I, I felt like i could see his cards and i just got like fucking demolished and i didn't move down for a long time because i was just happy he gave me action he was playing a friend of mine on the other table who who was slaughtering him and i'm just like getting the shit kicked out of me and i'm like i know what he has you know there's nothing i could do and then i dropped down really late eventually the next day i'm I've got like five bucks left in like a $5 sit and go. And I'm just like trying to be like kind of stoic throughout all of this or whatever. I'm like, fuck, this sucks, whatever. And then like I play this $5 sit and go, uh, heads up, rest, sit and go to try to rebuild and start the re rebuild. You know, you sleep it off. Yep. You got like 20 bucks left. You're like, <laughs> sometimes you need to hit zero and then you feel like you can do the restart. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is a big, this is a, like a point of progress for me where like I left 20 bucks in my account before I went to sleep. You know what I mean? I'm giving myself a fair shot. It's $5. Yeah. Don't leave yourself out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm giving myself a fair shot. Yeah. I played a 10. I played a 10 and lost it. Oh, I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Down to the last five and I lose and I start bawling. I'm just like, that was when it hit me. I'm like, when I, Right. lost all like the big spots whatever i lose this last five dollars i was just, like crying and the that someone writes in chat that person i played in chat goes like you played well though and, uh, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah, fucking take it oh, whatever God. but oh, uh Jesus. i didn't know if you were like citing that, that for a yeah. second but but yeah i was just mostly playing uh heads up raz and then uh and some horse here and there but uh yeah he took me to the horseshoe uh first time i played uh bigger live game uh, wound up playing three-handed with um, this lady named. This what are you laughing? Yeah, at? I'm just here. imagining when uh, you have the last twenty dollars. You're like, okay, look, I'm, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I have some money left in the bank, and then you have no money left in the bank. You just sit there. You're like, <laughs> yeah, it's all over. Yeah, I'm picturing. Uh, I'm picturing Berkey when he. When he loses, when he busts out of his tournament and he's got, uh, what's it called playing in the background? Dermot? Uh, no, no. What's the band? No. Leroy. Leroy. Yeah, Leroy Towns. Towns. Yeah, Leroy Towns. It's like the most depressive fade to black music of all time. <laughs> like, a little pop-up shows up and it's like, you, congratulations, you reached Silver Star. You're busted. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, he just sits there and he's like, well, you know, just short of the money. 
And then I guess we're gonna call it a day here. And then <laughs> it's got like that cornfield music just like playing in the background. It's like the most brutal shit of all time. Yeah. And you love it. You just like uh, grind, grind I'm, along I'm to it. I'm here like for it. the pain, man. Yeah, it's amazing. Pain. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the only thing that was probably missing from that scenario, I think. But um, <laughs> that's a little song about life playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. So I wind up playing a horseshoe, uh, three-handed, um, with a couple very interesting characters. Anyhow, at one point, um, one of the interesting characters that I'm playing three-handed with, we were playing uh, five-handed at the time, um, goes like felts, and the other one says, hey, uh, well, he's like, can anyone loan me some money or whatever? And the other person who I wound up playing three-handed was like, hey, Brandon, why don't you, you know, why don't you, he'll write you a check. He's good for it. Give him some of your, give him some money or whatever. So I already am loaning a stranger money. Right. Um, on the request of another, another regular who knows this person already, we play three-handed, break even, they just go to war. And it's like 7 a.m. And I've got to wait for like the shuttle home. And the guy I loaned money to was like, I'll give you a ride home. Um, he's an older gentleman or whatever. And I'm in my early 20s or whatever. And I've just played my first, you know, bigger, I guess, for me, poker session live. This sounds like it's about to spin into a Sandusky scenario. It was was super sketchy or whatever. And I'm like, hey, he's like, where do you live? And I'm like, well, could you just take me to the the train stop or whatever? And he's on, he's on the, he's having a very personal phone call with his doctor about a very personal issue. And then he's (laughs) like, you know, these people are really good here. I don't know if this is the the industry that you want to start integrating yourself into. I don't know if you're cut out for this game or whatever, um, which is, of course, like fueled the spite for me. Right. But it, it was it was an experience. Like I got the lent someone money in a car with a strange older man at seven a.m. for a long <laughs> session, and uh, and being quite and like being told that I probably don't belong in these games by the person who. Um, by the VIP in the game. Yeah. That's all on your bingo card. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That was Wait, but did the check cash? It did, it did clear. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Silver lining. I appreciate you looking yeah. for the silver lining and all I the mean, impressive yeah. talk. That was nice. I mean, we <laughs> were well, 100% like on the verge of hearing no. Like, we thought that was, the yeah. answer was no. Yeah, I, thought, I yeah. thought the check was going to bounce and you got diddled on the ride home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that was the, I'm sure there's you. another uh, a parallel universe where right. that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you don't get the ride home and he's like, oh, yeah, let's go wait over that by that tree over there. Yeah, yeah. I'll come pick you up in three hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so now you're a professional. Yeah. You're fucking grinding. Yeah. I've yeah. Had had that like live experience. I got faded the molestation. <laughs> check cleared. <laughs> you're just a consummate professional. Yeah, now. Good is, hey, if you haven't done it already, will you will you like will you just kill click the like button, please? <laughs> like, I know I'm fucking brutal, but like, you know, Spike kicked the click the like button because you had to listen to this shit. Spike right. slammed that like yeah. button. Oh, man. Please hit that fucking like button. Subscribe. Give us some love. You know, we're here. We're here for you. Yeah. We got BSH in the fucking house. Mm-hmm. So wrapping around to poker. You take your first trip to Vegas. And it seems like you never left. I looked at your Hendon mob. And it's like, all right, I think you came in like 2010. Didn't it? Played some events around town. Nothing yeah. World Series poker. 2011, you come. And you final tabled an event. 
And then from there, it's every year. WSOP, WSOP, WSOP. Yeah. You, you just became a bug. mixed game goat from there. No, uh, <laughs> but I definitely fell in love with like the, the whole summer camp aesthetic and also like the reprieve from the cash game grind. Like the, one of the big reasons I don't play tournaments at all aside from WSOP is because I want like it to feel fresh for me. I want it to feel like a different experience from, mm. you know, I'm just, I'm grinding cash games like all year round and this is a different format. It's going to challenge me and I get to play against everybody and whatever. That's exciting to me. So, okay. Um, yeah, so it comes come around to like what two thousand and I want to say it was two thousand and eleven, your big year. Uh, fourteen, yeah. Fourteen. I think twenty twelve. I think I played just like a handful of events. Twenty twelve, uh, before that. Twenty twelve, I final tabled stud eight, took third, um, and then twenty fourteen was feeling really good about things. I I moved into Steve's recording studio at the time. I was living in one of the spare rooms. Uh, I was just kind of in between a move and WSP was coming up. And he's just like, dude, yeah, just come stay here, whatever. And it was fucking amazing. Like those were like some of the best times of my life for sure. And I've like a lot of the things that I've done to my apartment, like there's a, a silkscreen, a, a poster maker for bands named Jay Ryan. Um, and Steve's recording studio is, uh, is kind of like fluttered, fluttered with them. And like, I have a lot of prints up in my place now to remind me of how that time felt for me. like that was a really positive time in my life bands like flooding in and out all the time mm -hmm. a lot of amazing people were just playing poker eating food and um those really great times so uh i was in a really good headspace and don't normally do this but like uh they do like the 25k fantasy draft every year for wsop stuff mm -hmm. and i put something out i like i wasn't really on twitter but i'm like hey if you're looking for a dark horse i really think i'm gonna do well um kind of the and in conviction if you will from <laughs> from your spot like just really felt good about things kind of called the shot um started a two plus two thread in their like blog kind of section poker, uh poker goals and challenges or something like that yeah um called oh. uh uh wanted uh when a wsop bracelet to sell on ebay yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> And like the premise was like you win a bracelet and then you sell it at like what's what's like the appropriate celebration for winning like a chintzy fucking WCP poker bracelet like the like the appropriate responses to sell it on eBay spend all that money on Haribo gummy bears and, <laughs> and like violently shit your brains out for the next like three days. So that was supposed to be like the that was like the premise for it. That was your pitch. Yeah, that was the pitch. And then like wound up. uh Binking my first event, which was uh, at the time like the biggest low stakes like PLO tournament that had gone off. Um, so uh, 1K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, won that bracelet and then decided to play way more events and it went well. Did you sell it on eBay? Ooh, I know. It's got to happen. Uh, mm. Yeah, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball there. I, <laughs> I, I will, I think, wind up selling a link and uh, like. Steve did a really nice thing. I don't know if this is like fast forwarding or spoilers or what. Steve won his second bracelet um, this past year in horse. Uh, and um, he, when he won the bracelet, uh, like I went to give him a hug and he dropped it and it fell apart. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it gets your shit together, Jetsons. What the, <laughs> what's going on here? So um, he wound up uh, 
just keeping the middle part for himself and then cutting links and putting like little push pins in the back so you can like wear a link if you want or whatever and sending it cool. to like yeah. his friends who had a piece That's which i thought cool. was really nice so yeah. probably probably just like follow suit uh, i think that was a really nice move do the same thing and give one put one link on ebay, eBay and then like commit to a violent day of shitting myself like <laughs> you gotta follow through i appreciate the accountability thank you for asking i do need to hold myself accountable yeah so, I mean, that summer didn't stop at that 1K. You got second in the 10K seven-card rise. You got third in the 1,500 hold, limit hold'em. And then you got second in the fucking 50K PPC. Wow. How did that, that feel? Uh, it's really kind of surreal, but, like, during that time, I just had my phone shut off. I didn't want to, like, look at any Twitter thing, didn't want to interact. Like, when you're navigating WSOP, a lot of it is just preserving your mental stamina. Like... I, initially you come in with like the idea that you're going to stay in shape, eat really good food, eat clean, blah, blah, all this shit. And then eventually you need to sacrifice like literally everything um, in order to just be able to wake up for the goddamn limit hold them tournament the next day after you've like <laughs> bricked for two weeks straight. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and maybe it's going to take a bear suit. It might take the fucking bear suit. So um, yeah, uh, it, it was just a, just kind of like zombie mode all the way through it but when when i did make the final table of ppc like that was dream tournament for me and it was like as much as badly as i've played throughout my career like that was one tournament that like i really gave my best in mm -hmm. um that year i played with some people i really respected doyle uh, Oppenheim for the first time and he like came up to me and said some really nice things and it really meant a lot to me because um he's, you know, so he's a legend he's yeah. so fucking good at poker um he was like you know just like who are you blah, 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 you know like just whatever i i just i really appreciate meant a lot to me um yeah the curiosity peak is good yeah and then well said so uh <laughs> during and then that, that final table came around and that was like the first time where i kind of went i just kind of like didn't talk to anybody and just kind of kept my head down during breaks i'd go to the, the ramp behind all american daves and just kind of like lay down there decompress again not look at anything and then this was the first time like you can kind of feel when people are like watching you a little bit or whatever mm -hmm. and i just didn't want to buy into any like i'm i realized that i'm uh i'm on a heater uh two i'm unknown i'm gonna get away with a lot of things that people who don't know my game aren't going to be able to get away with. I, mm -hmm. That's like definitely something I would advise to any person who's like entering their first WSOP or whatever, uh, where people don't know who they are. If you're a creative player and you make moves, like one, there's this element where a lot of really good players think you're not capable of doing them. And so they will give you like holds based on ego. Like you're just not like, I can do this, but you can't do this. And two, in, in limit games, there's also another point where like, Ego aside, when you're playing uh, limit games, like the bets that you save and the bets that you win, that's like your profit. That's how you've, you know, that's how you're making money. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to fold when you're getting like insane odds to mm -hmm. call. Um, so the more refined players who might not have an ego are still conditioned to be like, no, most of the time it's always the nuts. Even though this is like a huge spot and we're really fucking deep and I should probably call this one off getting whatever. Like, I'm just going to make the fold. It's too obscure. Like they always have it um, and then make the fold and whatever. So um, <clears throat> coupled with understanding that I'm running very well, I'm getting away with a lot that, you know, once people start understanding how I'm playing, I'm probably not going get, to get away with as much. Um, 
uh, I was just kind of, uh, not, didn't want to buy into any of it. And then during the final table of the 50K, um, I looked up, we were in the Thunderdome and just like everyone was in the seats. And it was just so cool because a lot of times it's like empty. And uh, it was just, it was like kind of a nice way to let myself validate uh, I, so much work in this series. Like just give myself like, fucking enjoy it like when i won the bracelet i didn't enjoy it like i felt bad for the guy i lost to i sucked out like to win like i still would have had chips but like i got it in like ace king king he had aces and then and he grinded from like a fucking nub like in the last day and wound up you know making it all the way to heads up felt bad for the guy and then mm. i know it was the first event no one was there to celebrate a, a few of my friends were there which is really nice but like <clears throat> when it ended i got no joy from it like there, like that bracelet photo, it looks fucking fake to me. I'm just like trying to smile. I felt bad for this fucking guy. I'm ready to play fucking Raz. Like I'm gonna late reg. I want to late reg Raz or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like, th then you know, um, eventually like uh, I've learned to understand that like, based on I know this is tangential. I'm sorry. I'm no, you're good. You're but, good. Like, this is what we do. But um, based on like my interactions with, um people who have been recreationals in this game for a long time who dream about winning a bracelet, guys like Chad Brown, who are great ambassadors for the game, uh, no matter you know, like how stuck he was, he was just always like a complete gentleman. Um, all he wanted was WSB bracelet, got cancer. They, they gave him like a commem commemorary bracelet, yeah. bracelet mm -hmm. okay. like yeah. when he was in, in his <laughs> hospital bed. Mm -hmm. Und like having that kind of, uh, um, not finding the word I'm looking for, but just being at that, that point of reference, I suppose, um, when it comes to like the idea of winning a bracelet uh, has helped me try to appreciate it a little bit more before I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, man, like these people who I really care about and some great people that I've played with, like really live for this. Like I really need to like appreciate this a little bit more than um, I did at first, yeah, where, where the goal for me was like win a bracelet don't wear that shit ever when I'm 80 years old playing 50, 50 cent a dollar live and some young fucking Landon raises my blind. <laughs> I'm going to shake that motherfucker at him and then I'm going to fold my hand. But he knows he's fucking with a bracelet winner. <laughs> he's not going to roll the dice there. Leave my blind alone. Anyways, how did you not win player of the year this year? Uh, this year? No, the, sorry, the year that this how long? 2014. Yeah, like, uh, well... Were you close? Yeah, I was winning in America. It's okay. funny because my friend Matt Ashton was winning the year before in America. I know. I was competing with him that year. Ah, uh -huh. I got third. Oh, sick! Oh, uh, actually, I might have got slightly worse, but uh, that's so hard and no limit. I made three final tables. Wow, three final yeah. tables. I had third, third, and fifth. Fuck, that's so good. Yeah. So going into the main event, uh, a deep run could have cinched it for me, but damn, I, I just you didn't go to. I didn't even cash. No. You didn't go to Paris or whatever. No, I, I think by the time uh, the main event ended. Who won it 2013? It was the year after Greggy. Higher Science? Yeah, it might have. No, no, that was 2011. It wasn't Jakobsen? <clears throat> oh, no, no. It was, uh, um, I'm the greatest ever. Come on. Help me out here. Reese. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I think he I'm won the it. the greatest once ever. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. That's he won in a Detroit Lions shirt and he goes, I'm the best, I'm best yeah. Nolan player of all time. That's so base. I mean, uh, to be fair, he, he lived up to it. He's very good. Yeah, of course. Um, but like, yeah, once the main event had concluded, uh, the race was kind of like, it, it was very clear that I was out of contention. I don't think I finished in the top three. I was just like top three going into the main event. Damn. 
it sucks too because like all those like extracurricular events overseas don't have anything but no limit. So yeah. like I didn't even play that big of a schedule. I only played like twenty events. But Damn. just you know, I, you know it's funny because I felt the same way. Like where you don't realize how difficult it is to get that far and like I didn't even bother like yeah. adding in events that I probably wouldn't play yeah. until I went to Australia. And then uh so yeah, uh Matt Ashton was winning in twenty thirteen, wound up losing to Negranu in um paris yeah in red balloon for yep. matt and then um i was winning in america and i took second to danzer who won in the oh, 10k raz so okay. me losing the 10k raz which was my best event um to danzer pretty much kind of like that was the difference maker but and he had a good wsop europe if i recall that yeah year i think he also. won like two bracelets in the states and then like one uh one one in europe or yeah. maybe one two in in or two in right, in, yeah, in yeah, australia yeah. is australia yeah. so, oh, okay, sad, okay. Uh, sad five sad five that Man, can we yeah, bring back wsop australia fuck that sounds amazing it's nice australia is nice yeah. man it's so nice go yeah. on sorry no 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 uh i agree um so it's funny i had a trip planned to new zealand after that about, uh, which I hear is like fucking beautiful. I've, I've gone to Australia once and we spent a week in Queenstown. Uh, Incredible. Uh, New Zealand, it's, it's remarkable too because we were there during the Aussie summer obviously for like Australian millions or yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Um, and awesome, you know, it's 105 man. degrees in Melbourne. Uh, you go to Sydney, it's like 95, whatever. You go an hour and a half north up to New Zealand and it was like 65. No way. Yeah. It was wild. Mm. Yeah. Is it like just... It like it's very mountains? mountainous. Okay, yeah, it's very mountainous. Beautiful land, though. Good. So, yeah, I was too demoralized to go to New Zealand. I was mm. just like, I just I had to get out of there. Um, <laughs> I wound up final tabling a No Limit event uh, in Melbourne. And then uh, and I busted like six or something like that. Dancer won a bracelet and uh, went really deep in their main. Uh, Casella got me. He spite, he spite got me. Yeah, he, uh, he, we played a hand in the 50k at the final table, and I, I knock, I either knocked him out or I, I won a big hand that I felt like he had no business being in. And then he was like, and then he told me he was like, you know, you put the worst fucking beat on me at the final table, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, I don't think you weren't supposed to be playing that. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, it's just crazy to see like here, like, yeah, how did you beat me in this fucking hand, blah blah blah. All this shit, like he, like he's got it out for me or whatever. And I love Frank. Um, but uh, we were like deep, and I think uh, I four bet jammed uh, Jax or something like that, and he called off with the ace nine and uh, for a bunch, like really deep, and then yeah. binked the ace or whatever. So and rich. he's like, "I don't feel bad at all." Like, he's, <laughs> like, like everyone knew I was going for a player of the year, and I had to get like second or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't feel bad at all or whatever. And so, like, my last shot was like the twenty five k no limit high roller, which I never was planning on playing, but everyone was just like, <laughs> play it. Um, and got like two outed on river, uh, getting all the trips or whatever. And that was just kind of the end of the dream. Dan's are one. Um, so balloon me. So Matt and I have pictures standing next to like our respective, like extracurricular pure winners yeah. <laughs> being the representative from America, WSOP POY America or whatever with our fucking balloons looking sad. That's incredible. Yeah, that's great. Um, we were going to like make little banners and like hide them behind the big ones or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, honorary mention band. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's uh, great. It was a cool experience. Right. I know I tied up a lot of the t um, questions and stuff. Do you guys have anything for Brandon? Oh, so many, but uh, <laughs> none, none to ask today. I, I think that 
we've just scratched the surface. Yeah, uh, no, that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, personally, like, I just got to know you well over the last year, and I think that uh, you're a very intriguing individual. Like, I think... That was, that was a very polite way of... Thank you. <laughs> you're also very self-deprecating. Yes, uh, the, the most. But, but no, I, I think that, like... You know, if you guys haven't already watched the episode of, sorry, I keep forgetting the name. No, 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 call. Last Call. Last um, call. Yeah, these Last guys, call. it's a, a, Finnish, a Finnish group, and they were like so, I want to like give them massive credit. Like, they, they came with a vision, and they were so determined to um, fit this storyline that involves Steve and I, like our getting into poker, how we got into poker, how we met, our adventures within poker, our just dumb bullshit that we do, um, highlighting some of our friends, uh, mixed games in general. And uh, they really wanted to make sure that they told an accurate story, um, like no bullshit. Um, and, uh, and they had to do a lot of fucking editing. Like my ass was, I, every like half hour, they're like, Steve was sitting in, in the recording studio waiting to go on and um, like four hours have passed and he's kind of over it. And he definitely should have gone first or whatever. But like just another half hour. And there's like another like, f like four fucking hours. And eventually he's like, Sorry guys, gotta call it a day here. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know, we just talked for forever. So they have a, a ton of footage and they really condensed everything down to a succinct way that told the full story, came with a vision and really wanted to, like we fucking emptied out the entire external hard drive trying to find like B-roll footage and just everything. Um, and I really appreciate, like this my like I know that I'm not everybody's, you know, like not everybody is for everybody. My friend Tim says this. Uh, I think it's uh, like really well said. You know, I'm not for everybody or whatever. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. It's just the truth. Like, sure. you know, uh, so I realized that like not everybody wants to hear about f fucking balloon weirdo. Um, <laughs> they, should, they should all want to hear about Steve because he's so fucking incredible. And a, a lot of these guys who are featured are really great characters. Um, and mixed games are really fun. But, um, but, uh, what was my point? What was my point? I'm not I, sure. I just want them to, I, I think, I think like, I, I, oh, my point was that like, I, uh, Steve and I both, this is like one of the nicest things that anyone's done for us personally. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to get them to have the credit that they deserve for all, all the work that they did and Absolutely. being so thoughtful with everything. And uh, personally, I'm just very grateful for them yeah, giving, giving us this like time capsule to commemorate my friendship. Yeah, it's kind of brutal things. because it's it's incredibly well shot. The yeah. story is very well told, uh, and this type of content just doesn't perform as well as it should, which is unfortunate. Like not enough eyeballs will get on it. So I hope that like you being here promoting it a little bit kind of gets some more viewership to it. Yeah. Um, for me personally, like as as fascinating as the friendship between you and Steve is, and how you know easy it is to get engulfed in steve's backstory knowing you personally it was it was eye-opening to kind of hear more of your backstory like childhood how you got into music uh how you were raised there was you know more similar yeah there were a lot of things that yeah. i could connect to there um and i think that that's the thing that i appreciate about you as a human the most is you're one of the most authentic people that i know appreciate and you're that. very Thanks. open and vulnerable and warm in spite of the self-deprecation <laughs> and you know you, you're always you're always willing to bring yourself down a level almost uh in order to uh have an exchange with another person so like i that's why that's i say great. i think this is like the tip of the iceberg because i think that there's a lot more to unpack and uh, it, it should be interesting to viewers but thanks you know we don't have the ex extra eight hours right now <laughs> yeah no i really appreciate that and thanks for like you know uh 
I really appreciate my friendships within, you know, this, this group and also really appreciate, um, you know, the opportunity to help talk about this, this experience and the, the Finnish, uh, there's some regulations for, for the Finnish guys where they're not able to, for, what, for one reason or another, uh, promote this project at Weird. all. Really? So they're kind of getting fucked over, which makes me, I don't like soliciting things or, you know, whatever. Yeah. We were all going to talk at some point anyways, because I just, I love you guys and um, I really value our friendships. That was what um, I told Landon. But, he's like, he's like uh, you reached out to Brandon to do this? I go, no. And I feel so awful because it's like such an obvious person to have on as a guest anyway. And it took like you reaching out to me to kind of like shill something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Like, of course, come on. Like, I, I, I mean, care. this is a no brainer. No, uh, I'm always worried I'm going to burn someone's project down and I don't want to be, I don't want to be like whatever, but that's uh, the goal. Don't man. worry. I'm here. I'm in this seat. We're ready yeah, yeah, to burn shit true, down. Like, true. you know, like we're just, we're lighting shit on fire. Yeah, we got a fucking gas can running around this bitch with a lighter, seeing if it can go on what, fire. One so. of these days we'll have to have like a little musical melody. You can come and play the keyboard. Conrad can play his fiddle. You guys yep. already know the fiddle getting popping, baby. <laughs> I know three chords on the guitar. So and I can play the recorder. <laughs> I like it. Which is, you know, Conrad's fiddle. No, no, it is not. Stop fucking disrespecting the fiddle like that, all right? Do you know what a fiddle looks like? Dude, we relax, all right? Nobody asked you. You ever heard the song? Never <laughs> went down to Georgia. You ever heard the song? Never went down to Georgia. No, of course you did. Or what, what type of white shit you just said? <laughs> Never crack. What? The devil song. went down to Georgia. You've heard Charlie Daniels, Daniels went down to Georgia. Yeah, Charlie Daniels band. I guarantee you heard that song. Oh, I guarantee you, he has somewhere. Not. Everybody's heard the fiddle battle, man. Everybody's heard it. Yeah. Nobody, Zach Brown Band covered it. Nobody has ever heard fucking the devil went down to Georgia on the fucking Mississippi River or something like that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you know, this isn't going to be the last time we see you. You'll be back in Definitely 11 not. days. What's, it, what's in 11 days? Part two of his um, oh. docuseries comes out in 11 days, apparent 10 days. Okay. Yeah, so we'll have you here in 11. Days, yeah. And okay. we're going we're gonna to dig a little bit deeper so yeah, each time. Because, you know, you are very interesting. And... Um, well, you guys are all very interesting. So I would like to have, I would like to just be able to have conversations with you guys. Uh, that's not as focused. My mission on my every show, time I have like, a guest in is to talk them into starting their own podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I ain't got time for that shit. I mean, <laughs> we, we would love to have you on. Just come hang out with us. Forget, yeah, forget all the docu series. Whenever you yeah, want to yeah. come, whenever you feel like leaving that. your house, you let me know. This Thank can you. This, this can be the end in corner now. Mm. I like that. Wow. Do you, is there so is uh is that one clothing brand like not being promoted anymore? True Classic. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, we 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 uh we sell our sponsorship weekly. Yeah, I was this just curious. I don't know. I'm not folding. I just was. I just got. I had. I, I, I'm not folding on lock. I got. I'm all in. I don't know. I'm a big fan of that. that I'm that, all that, in that. on True True. Oh, man. What is it? True Classic. Yeah. I, I'm not I just want to memorize it. Yeah, I want to memorize like the line. I don't know. I was really hoping to experience that one in person. Uh, honestly, it was like, a very good read. Okay. It was an enjoyable read. No, but thank thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. And if you listen to the thanks thanks to the chat, like I think chat is I, like cracks me the fuck up. If you said terrible things about me, like. This is I, a Joey chat. On the chat. Safe. I'm not You're safe. The chat. Yeah, like I'm, I'm in. I'm for it. Yeah. Right. Thanks, chat, guys. Chat loves you, man. Yeah, yeah. thanks for Every, everyone time to loves listen. you. You're, you're a very authentic person. You're awesome. Um, so, closing the umbrella. The umbrella is closing. If you haven't already, go on over to WPT Global. Give them a download. Every single day, they're giving away a seat. They're sending over 150 people to the WPT Championship. Don't miss out on your chance. Don't miss out on that shit. Don't miss out on your chance. If you are not in the United States, you can play today. 
Do what you got to do, guys. You already know. Please like, subscribe, leave us a comment. Tell us which parasol was your favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you're the only one with the parasol. We have umbrellas, like true G's, you know what I mean? So, parasols <laughs> move in silence. Yeah, the par parasol is, is, doesn't give a fuck what the umbrellas have to say. That is true. That is yeah. true. That is a good, very good point. They gave one fuck on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Respect. <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming to hang out with us, Brandon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. We'll have you on soon. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Late. On that note, we're out. Peace.